ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the KCSU Sports Sunday Podcast. My name is Dixon Lawson, and I am joined by my lovely assistant-in-arms, Jonathan Gilham. What's up, everyone? How's it going, man? It's exciting to be here, because we have some breaking news to talk about. breaking Pretty breaking. Okay. Well, let's just jump right into it. We can't waste any time. Yep. So, big news came from the Mountain West Wire. The reporter for them released an article stating that Mountain West athletic directors are meeting September 21st to polish their final proposal for resuming this season. And sometime the week of of September 27th to October 3rd, a decision will be made and they are hopeful to resume activities as early as October 24th. Jonathan, let's break down what we just talked about right there. The Mountain West ADs are going to be meeting to polish their final proposal to resume the season. What does that mean, and what do you think that proposal entails? Well, it's it's going to be about safety and testing. That's probably what they need to show to their to the medical boards. They're going to be like, how many, how are we going to keep the players safe? And what would happen if someone gets tested positive? How are they going to react? So they're probably just, it's probably a list of all the different scenarios and how they're going to be prepared for that. Because, you know, you got to have contingency plans, right? You got to have like a pace plan, your mm-hmm. primary, you know, alternative, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'm guessing it's probably, they're probably just narrowing down, hey, how many testing should we do realistically per week? How are we going to react to this situation and that situation? Okay, and then one other thing I want to say is we've seen two different types of sports resuming. You have the NHL, NBA playoff bubble. Then you have the baseball and or the MLB and the NFLs. Uh, you still kind of have your home stadium. You know, you're playing where you uh, in your home turf. What are you going to see in this proposal? Is it a bubble scenario, especially with college students? You, know, you have to understand we're not talking about paid pro athletes these are still college students trying to get an education well realistically i think they're going to probably put them in a bubble uh, most of our classes are hybrid or online they'll probably just switch them all to fully online and keep them in some sort of bubble where would this bubble happen because you like let's say mountain west uh you know talking about some of the teams you got illinois state you have new mexico air force wyoming utah state Nevada, where would be the most ideal bubble, in your opinion? Well, realistically, uh, not to get all political, but I don't think it, it would be hard for them to have a California-based bubble, just based just on how the, the governors, fires. just the fires no, and the, the governor. The fires is the big one. Yeah, exactly. Um, the air quality there. So Oof. I think, well, I think realistically, probably something in Utah or Nevada. Cause that's, I can see Wyoming. I could, yeah, I could maybe see Wyoming too as well. Just less people, but and- you also need—I feel like you also need uh, the facilities to house the different players. And I don't know about University of Wyoming's like amount to house all that. So you think it's going to be held at a school still? It'll be a bubble. It could at a be school? at a school, or maybe they reserve just a a big center. You know, I, I'm not sure. You know, for example, like in the Colorado, you know, that maybe they just reserve this whole entire hotel block. And then they only they, they keep them isolated inside this hotel, and they can only move from the hotel to the stadium to play. And I think they got to put them all in a central location. I mean, if you're gonna do this and do this right, they got to put them all in a central location. They can probably do all their classes online. It's gonna be a little tough, 
it's probably gonna be like two to three months of isolation a little bit but if they want to play football that's probably what they're gonna have to do and then i guess just the last thing i want to bring up before we move on is what about practices in your scenario well so they're just gonna have block practice practicing time say say this is in nevada i think it could be realistically in nevada or um or utah because it's a central location and then in salt lake or like vegas they're gonna have facilities to house those those people we've already seen mountain west tournaments happen at las vegas so it it's already a they already have a relationship there is what i'm getting at so i would say they're gonna have block practices you know from this time csu is allocated practice time you're allowed to practice and then this day this team during those different blocks and they're gonna keep them isolated and they'll probably just well if they're if they're, uh, you know, in the bubble, they're probably only going to have to be tested a couple times, probably before games and after games, because mm-hmm. they're going to keep them all separated until they play, right? So that makes it less testing and, and less chance of contact. Well, and then uh, outside of one school in the Mountain West, everyone has uh, allowed students to come back. Right? They have students on campus in some sort, form, or aspect. Fresno State still hasn't gotten to that point yet. Um, And they actually, in that article, uh, had a statement. uh, Fresno State, with guidance from medical experts, has developed a bold and creative plan to begin returning student-athletes to campus so that they can prepare for the Mountain West competition. If health conditions allow, our goal is to secure approval uh, of this plan by local public health officials and the California State University Chancellor's Office by the end of September. And that was uh, Joseph Castro... Uh, the president of California State University in Fresno. What do you think about that? Well, it's it's they're the ones that are spearheading this. So, and, and it's kind of weird though, because some of these other colleges, like you just highlighted, have have already resumed classes either in hybrid or regular fashion. So, honestly, that sounds win-win for them because I think they're going to be able to get more students resumed and have their sports back. But they're the ones that are spearheading this. So. Honestly, we just got to wait for hear the details. Next week, we'll hear the proposal. We'll hear all the details, hopefully get a press release, and we'll be able to truly understand how quickly this timeline is going to happen. We also have a statement from the University of Wyoming's president, Ed Seidel. Um, Due to recent advances in COVID-19 testing technology and in light of the decisions by the Big Ten Conference to return to competition in October, I am hopeful that we will find a safe path forward to get our athletes program back in business. Our coaches and players have done a phenomenal job of preparing in this difficult period. They've done every single thing asked of them and I couldn't be more proud of the work ethic. They have truly exhibited what it means to be a cowboy or cowgirl at the University of Wyoming. It was terribly disappointing to, for all of us, especially those players and coaches, but also our amazing fans. Uh, that a postponement of the fall season was determined to be necessary. Our athletics director, Tom Berman, and our Department of of Athletics are working hard with their colleagues to bring the postponement to an end for the Cowboys and Cowgirls. We are not able to announce anything right now, but be assured that we are doing everything we can to make it happen. And Jonathan, all I hear from that is a lot of, it's going to happen, just give us time. Yeah, and and we're seeing different, different announcements from different people in positions of power through these different universities in Mountain West. So it, it's, it's just kind of data points and this story helps compile all this stuff that, hey, we really think so. Like I said earlier, Fresno State, I think it's really going to happen because Fresno State is working with their their whole University of California Fresno medical department. 
to make this plan pretty much flawless in their proposal. So I, I truly believe, as you can see, a lot of these presidents and um, athletic directors are really trying to get this back underway. So I, I think it's going to happen because they're going to have a, they already know how the other conferences are doing the plan. They're going to do something similar and they're going to make sure that it's safe and for the players. And then kind of lastly, we also have one last <clears throat> statement from the Nevada's athletic director, Doug Kunth. Uh, as we plan for the, a return to competition, we are hopeful that we can do so with fans in attendance. We will continue to work to establish safety protocols in accordance with the regulations from local and state health agencies to determine if we can accommodate fans in our venues and at what capacity. So, no, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I I totally cut off just that last couple of words. But that I think that right there is showing they do want to have the fans back. But this is this is interesting though because I don't know if they're planning to do a bubble, which the article does mention the word bubble. I don't know how they can have fans. See, that's why personally I don't feel like it's going to be a bubble. Um, college football is meant to be played in front of some fans, right? Like, it wouldn't make sense to have college football in a bubble. Maybe college basketball or volleyball or, you know, but like even baseball. Um, for most of these college sports, you want to have at least some students there. You want to have, like, the, the student section at a minimum, you know? Because otherwise... It, but how is it going to work? I, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. the same way they're doing in the NFL. I'm with you on that. But only some stadiums are actually allowing those fans to okay. to, to come in. Well, like, I mean, some schools may not. But I think that the Are ones... they going to travel then? Are they yeah. going to travel to a central location? Or are we going to no. just have sports like normally and then test them before games and after? Exactly. I think it's a more of a... The players are going to be isolated within their... Uh, hub or community so it's like the football players may all have to go stay at a collective place and then they travel to practice and then they travel to the stadium and then they travel to the airport or they go on a bus however they get to the next stadium but I think they're going to be the ones who stay very just condensed within themselves it's not going to be like you said most of them can probably do most of their classes online hopefully that could at least be transitioned over for them so it's their schedules can be very much sounds kind of rough but like it's going to be very like uh organized they're going to have organized schedules during this in my opinion i don't know if i'm right i mean yeah we're we're both just kind of speculating because we don't have any details right now but i mean i don't think i'm going to go back on what i said though i th I, th I think realistically i think they will put them in a central location and if they do consider fans then you can as a school bus a small group of fans into that location well, that sounds dangerous I mean, what's the thing is, what's more dangerous? What's more dangerous? You having your students on um, kind of a code of honor of accountability? Well, why would it be any different than if you bust them? You would well, just the, have testing. The fans aren't going to be in contact with the players. If, if a, a fan gets infected, it's not going to be, that fan will not be in contact with the players. So that means they can't Neither. stop the season. But with the players, you don't want the players to come in contact with each other because if one player becomes infected, then they're gonna have to stop everything, then test it's, every it's, player it's the again. Same thing in the bubble. If, no, but if the, in one the bubble, player gets sick in the bubble, then they all have to be tested but again. But you reduce the the risk of being infected in the bubble. No, okay, maybe. But if it does have an outbreak, you have to understand that it's you're only around your other athletes at that point. So it's almost more dangerous than if you had it at one of the schools. And let's say the team had one team had a positive test, they just can't leave. Let's say it's CSU. They couldn't leave CSU anymore. And then all the other schools could still play. 
this one team couldn't. That's what I like about it, is if a school has an outbreak or one player, it maybe not an outbreak, but just if someone gets sick, they don't have to call the season. Because if it's a bubble, yeah. that's it. You're done. You know, because there's but too much time. But once you get them into the bubble, though, you're pretty much, there's really no way for them to get infected. But if once you're having you fans in come in, if you're having fans get bust in from all over every school, you're well, telling me there's not going to be a better chance? Okay. I, okay. It's not a bubble at, at that point. I, well, at this point, I, I'm not a medical professional, so I couldn't, <laughs> like, I, I can't break down what the highest risk is. I just think it in my mind. That's that it might be doing. easier to have a central location because then you're not worrying about all these transportation issues. I feel like but transportation I, I issues, that's... keeping them at their own place, they're going to have to worry about self-accountability, what players are going to be tempted to go out and walk around campus. But that's that... the thing. I'm not disagreeing with you about the bubble. I'm disagreeing with if you're going to have fans come in, you can't argue with me that it's safer than having them play here. No, I'm with you on that. So I, I, I honestly, I don't know what they're going to do with fans. Most likely... They're probably going to do virtual, well, like like where they're seeing yeah, other we sports. Don't, we don't want to hear that. Where they just have the student section Jonathan, with screens from our that's students. That's not good for us here in the I sports know, department for I volleyball. Know. I, I like know. being there. I like being there too, but honestly, it's it's tough to say what's what's really going to happen. That's true. Um, I think the one other thing we haven't really touched on much, and I've seen a little bit of this in the NFL. Let's say October 24th is the first game. Let's say that they are able to practice for the next month, and the 24th would be the first game, right? Like, that's when they want to start, so that's when they plan the first game. Is that enough time for these athletes to prepare themselves for a season? <laughs> well, it, it totally depends on what their off-season training regime okay. has been. Let's, let's just do a baseline here. Let's say you had a pretty lax... Um, off season in terms of like you were still allowed to meet as a team you could still work out as a team maybe even do like shorts and and shirts kind of a deal but you just couldn't do contact yet how do you feel about their off season training then? Uh, better but i think realistic most of them were on a went down to a self accountability training it was up to the players to kind maybe, of stay in shape maybe back in march and april but you're yeah. over the summer i think that teams have been able to have at least some sort of semblance. Like I've seen the volleyball team; they, they've been able to have practices and stuff. Yeah, like that. I, th I think that will help help a long way. But there is just something about. I mean, typically, if we're in a typical year, right? The season typically starts in August, and they typically meet around June to start really doing that off-season training camp, right? If not a little earlier. If not a little earlier. So okay. we're talking now compressed a normal possibly around three months to prepare for a season now we're talking about what do we say three weeks maybe and that's maybe a, that's why i personally think yeah. the 24th can't be the first game like october 24th has to be when they want to have official practices start. so so let's say okay let's say the first game then maybe is mid-november that gives them maybe a enough. month i just i think why why rush it yeah this isn't these aren't paid athletes we're talking about these are college athletes that for some of them, this is that's their goals. They want to go pro. And if you make it just so we can have fans and have sports back, if you rush them into a season and they have a serious injury and that's it for them, really? Is it worth it? And it's it's interesting you bring that up because in the NFL in week two, we just saw a plethora of injuries happen. My entire fans team. <laughs> and it's and it's curious. It makes you wonder. 
Was any of that having to do with the, the type of training they had to do? They had zero contact, like no tackling mm-hmm. in any of their practices until week one. And, I, and now we're seeing a rush of injuries. So that does bring up, is it enough time to fully prepare an athlete for these brutally tough, physically challenging games because their chance to get injured is now higher if they don't get that type of preparation. So I think minimum, it's these coaches and training staffs, they, they're they the ultimate experts, but they need to decide, is a month enough time to get them ready? And to your point, if it isn't, then why rush it? Make sure they have a proper offseason. Maybe that means resuming in December and playing games over Christmas break. I don't know. We'll see. Or it just means that you, you play sports in the spring. Or you know what? You don't have sports this year. I know as a sports director, how dare I say it? I mean, we're sinning over here. But it's not worth the risk if you're talking about potentially ending careers. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, or severely impacting them. Just, and if and if the and I think if the coaches say that a month isn't enough time to prepare, then then yeah, why not just wait till January, I guess. Just do it in January. But the issue is is I don't think it's going to be up to the coaches because every single coach and I I saw this in my dad. He, he is a high school coach. And as soon as he kind of got the news that Chassa was going to come back, man, he lit up. He wanted fall football. He missed it and he was ready. He would not in a million years say, you know, I really think we should maybe wait and get a little more prep. He's ready to go. He's ready to take two weeks and I'm, I'm we're going to hit the field running, right? So I don't think there's a single coach out there or player that wants to wait. So they are going to rush it no matter what because they're all just missing it. I don't blame them. Yeah, I they don't. And yeah, they they probably I'm sure most of the players and most of the coaches are, you know, chomping on the bit right now trying to get it back in there. So I think realistically, they need to take a deep breath, stop their first reaction and be like, "Is this enough time?" Because one, we don't want to see the injuries. Two, do we really want to see sloppy college football because they didn't really have enough time to prepare? I want to see we want to see we want to see high-scoring college games. That's what that's what we love about college sports. Offenses battling it out, you know. Um, so it's it's I don't know. It's curious to see what the plan is, and when we find out, we're gonna get all these details, and then we can break that down and and decide whether or not these decisions they've made is the right. And one other thing, we kind of saw it. Uh, the president of Wyoming talked about it in that statement. Um, how many other sports can we come back? We've only really touched on football, but they mentioned cowboys and cowgirls. That uh, that means some women's sports as well. Maybe volleyball, basketball, men and women's uh, softball, if they haven't already, soccer, all these different sports. What do you think is going to happen for them? Well, I do know the, it's been quiet on the basketball front, so I don't know what's going to happen with basketball. Volleyball, however, we just had a press conference from Coach Tom Hilbert a couple weeks ago early in September, and he said that the coaches are currently meeting and discussing on how they want to resume the season, but they they mentioned spring. I think football is the only sport that's going to come back in this because there's just such a strong sentiment and feeling towards having fall football. I, I think I mentioned that on Ramblers a couple weeks ago. I was like, there's something about not having football during fall, and I think that that push might be what's driving this force and it could be what could be a mistake to driving this force a little unfair i I don't mean to be that guy but if uh i didn't play football and i was one of the other multiple sports d1 sports here at this uh college and i was kind of getting put on the back burners and i wasn't at least maybe 
in the talks. If you're in the talks to come back, I understand it may take some time. And again, I think it would be better to take some time. But if we're just not talking about resuming some of these other sports so we can prioritize football. Yeah, and, and are we are we rushing it? Is is it this feeling towards having just fall football come back just just clouding our vision on what is successful or what's going to be successful for these teams? Like it's it's a real question right now. And I feel like if if uh, if they did this maybe at the end of August, then it would be like okay, maybe October first season start. That gives them about a month. Then it'll be fall football. At this point, is it too little, too late? And should they just say, all right, we got a plan? And and when you know college football doesn't typically play over Christmas break except for the bowl games, you know, right? Certain bowl games too. Mm-hmm. So how is that going to work logistical wise with all these players? Some of them. You know, they're going to have to make all these special decisions. And in the end, is it just too much too much going on just to get it back in the fall? Should we just say, all right, we have a plan. Let's start it in January. And that leads me into kind of our final question uh, of the day. How many games do you think you'll see? Normally you have about eight conference games plus, you know, four preseason games. It, like you said, it's already looking like it may be in it or late October, if not mid-November, start to the season. Does that mean we're just going to see a lot less games? Maybe, let's say, Fresno State. What if they're not able to get their athletes back and they can't be in the league? How will that work? Well, there's a and lot of... Pe- a lot of spe- speculation. Yeah. A lot of we, That's But that's what we got to work with right now. We got a lot of pieces moving on. I think, realistically, it sounds like most athletic directors are on board. So that brings us to question, will all teams in the Mountain West say, hey, we're in, or will some opt out? I think it looks like it's going to be all of them. So I think we're going to have eight games, and then it's going to be subjective to the team. It's different. Different teams play different amount of games. As we saw last season, Boise State and Air Force, both Mountain West teams, Boise State played 14, Air Force played 13, Colorado State played 12. So So, it's going to depend on maybe as well the other rivalries who they want to play and you know we'll, we'll just have to see It'll about all probably be just in-state so i think realistically we'll see the eight mountain west games mm-hmm. from from csu and then maybe cu maybe and then do you think that there will be any seven on seven or a scrimmage because like we've seen there was no preseason in the nfl and you could tell you could tell there was no preseason this year some teams definitely started off a little slower than others so do you think that they uh college football team will see that and try and adjust to that. I don't. Okay. I, I I don't. All right. Well, I'll be honest, Jonathan. Great, great kind of conversation we had today. I'm super excited to find out what's going to happen. And, of course, where would you go to find out all the information and all the kind of breaking news on this? Well, I would go to kcsufm.com because that has all the latest local and hot takes in the sports world. Either way, though, we are going to wrap up here. My name is Dixon Lawson with Jonathan Gillum. Uh, we wish you the a great rest of your day.